All right. So on the Mind of a Football Coach podcast today, we have Coach Jason Jason Jackson back on the podcast. Coach, welcome back. Hey, thanks for having me again. Exciting times. It is, Coach, and you have uh, you have become a head coach recently. Please talk about that a little bit for the listener, because I know you were you were looking forward to this day for for a long time. Yes, sir. Uh, so just as a little bit of background, I know um, I was on probably well a year year and a half ago. Mm-hmm. Um, we had finished up. I was out of coaching for a little bit. Had been at Ravenswood for twenty four years. Coached twenty seven total years here uh, in West Virginia. And of course, I've always taught at Meg's High School in Ohio, uh, about twenty four years. And Eastern High School is in the same county. Uh, that's a Division Seven school, Eastern Reedsville, and it takes me about eight minutes from Meg's High School to get up there. So back in, I believe it was around Christmas time, um, I had a check-in with me. The superintendent was actually uh, his name is uh, Nick Detweiler. He called me up, said, "Hey." Our football position may be open. Would you be interested in talking to us? I know you're out of football right now. So I did. I talked to him, and um, we took an interview, and the interview went great. Uh, Mr. Bush, the principal there, was outstanding. And uh, our athletic director at Eastern, his name is Josh Fogel. We had a great conversation. So they offered me the job, and I told him I'd appreciate uh, giving me a couple of days, you know, to see, see the facilities. And they met me in the weight room and they asked, Hey, hey you know, what do you think? I said, well, it's set up really nice. It looks nice, but there's a few things that I'd like to get. And they said, well, let's know what do you want. And uh, it wasn't a blank check, but they did come through with some things. Uh, I asked them if there was any way to renovate the uh, uh, locker room, kind of expand that. And they said, Hey, we want to do, you know, we want to do that. We knock, getting ready to knock out a wall and all that. But anyway, once they told me that stuff, I said, "Let's let's go with this." I I really enjoy being here. So, and that's awesome. It, that's like a blank check when you come in yeah. and, and you come in and they say, "Coach, whatever you want." You and you have to like caveat yourself. What do you mean, whatever? <laughs> you know, <laughs> right. there's a lot of things uh, I could mention. Oh yeah, like I said, it, w- it wasn't necessarily a blank check, but there was some items like you know we set up uh, our weight training program. We we kind of do it um, in a total body type workout, and mm-hmm. we have groups of six working. We didn't have like enough curl bars. We didn't have enough trap, you know, like deadlift bars. Um, we didn't have enough med balls. Stuff like that. They had the major things in place, uh, but they were like, hey, let's get that stuff. You know, if if it's something that you need to build the program and help the kids, then we want to be there. So it wasn't anything major, but it was things that we really needed to be able to do the the total body type workout stuff. Mm -hmm. So when you talk about strength and conditioning, total body, what does that look like for you guys? Because I've heard people mention that and it can be different. I'm I'm always looking to learn about that. So. So what we are familiar with and what we've, I mean, we've done, you know, in 24 years, I mean, we had done every workout out there, you know, I mean, we were overloading, we were, you know, bulk lifting. I mean, we were doing, 
I mean, bigger, faster, stronger. I mean, we, we did it all. But one of the things that we found out was, and this really made a lot of sense to all of us coaches that work together. Um, I got to bring also our offensive coordinator at Ravenswood. He's going to be a coaching offensive coordinator. He was a 30-some year PE teacher. Uh, he did weightlifting training at the school, Coach Kent Kelly. And then Coach Steve Sturm, he was our special teams coordinator all those years under our head coach, Dick Stern, he's going to be with us too. So what we found out was what kind of lifts or where is it on a football field that you only do upper body lifts during that contest? There's no, no place. Where is it on a football field that you're only doing lower body workouts or, you know, lower body work? There's not. You're using your whole body for two and a half to three hours in a game. So years ago, we decided, well, why don't we train like that? So we started researching places that that train like that. And, and there's a big element in it, um, kind of like, I don't want to say it's CrossFit. I'm, it, that's not it. But it has an element of that. And, for example, like, uh, we'll go, we start, we base, um, we will do, a core lift of let's say bench and then we'll have depending on how many guys are in each group if we got five to six guys in each group we're always going to have a spotter so there's two guys taken up on the bench and then we'll have four auxiliary lifts like for example we do um, while we're doing upper body we'll do a, uh, a kettlebell or we'll do a kettlebell swing or we'll do a goblet squat, or we'll do body squats. So like we're really big on body auxiliaries. You know, we do a lot of push-ups. <laughs> we do a lot of body squat. But um, once we do that circuit, we call them quarters. Like we break it down into four quarters. We do the first quarter just like a game. If somebody's not getting it right, we've got basically in the first half in two quarters, we got three timeouts. And, and we'll correct whoever needs corrected. Um, the second quarter, uh, we'll do our lower body core. And then again, we'll be doing some kind of an auxiliary in our back, um, some kind of an auxiliary in, you know, our chest, like our, maybe, maybe we're doing, um, incline bench, upper chest. And then in our third quarter, that's where we're getting our movements like you know, hand clean or deadlift. We don't always do them, of course, in the same day. That's crazy. But we'll pick out a day and we'll do uh, – we're huge on our shoulder girdle. You know, we are always doing front raises heavy. We're always doing side raises. We do them almost every day. You know, we'll go Monday, Wednesday, Thursday. Wednesday is usually our agility day. But Monday and Thursday, we're always doing – heavy duty in our shoulder girdle. We want our shoulders to be strong. Um, over the years, like we've seen kids who didn't always get a lot of our shoulder routine, those kids inevitably were having shoulder issues. And so we've really tried to, you know, build on that. But I mean, you know, your original question is what does that look like? It sounded, you know, that answer may be all over the place, but we're always doing an upper body core. We're always doing a lower body core. Um, we're, and when we're doing those cores, we're going to do the auxiliaries on the opposite. In, a, in an hour, we're done. 
I mean, we, if anything, it may be an hour and 10 minutes, just depending on how the kids react. Now, in the fourth quarter, uh, what we always do is what we call a finisher. Um, I think there's a program called Train Heroic, I believe, that calls it a finisher. Um, I think they call theirs rounds. We call them quarters when we relate it to football. And we always tell the kids, we want you to play your best football in the fourth quarter. Whether we're winning or we're behind, we're going to play our best football. And that's how we train. You know, when we're in the fourth quarter in the weight room, that's going to be the toughest quarter of the whole day. So, you know, our, our favorite is the farmer's walk. Um, pick a weight that you're uncomfortable with. And it's going to test your grip. It's going to test your mental capacity. You're going to be telling yourself, I want to drop this weight. And we put them on times. Like the first time they walk around, it might be a minute. The second time they walk around, it might be a minute and a half and two minutes. And then the last time we walk, we do it to failure. Like the last guy standing. We want somebody every time we do the fourth quarter to be the last guy standing. Sometimes we had a kid do a plank for almost nine minutes. We put him through a plank routine and an ab routine. And then the very last thing we did, we said, all right, planks to failure. Again, why are we doing it? Just test their mental capacity. Test, you know, make them feel like, I, you know what, I can't hold up for two minutes. And the next thing you know, the kid's going four minutes, five minutes. Um, it is pretty awesome to see them compete against each other also. We're building like a little competition there with a simple plank, you know. Kid, a kid went nine minutes after a whole workout, he could barely move, but everybody was cheering him on. He got up. Did he live? Heck yeah, he lived. You know, heck yeah, he came through that. And uh, are we forcing him to do things that, you know, it's not safe? Absolutely not. I mean, we're not pushing them to their limits of, you know, they're going to, you know, get into a major failure, but we, we want them to test their, we do want them to test their limits. So, Anyway, I, we, we love it. It, we, it was real successful where we were before. The kids really love it here. That's another thing. Uh, great program. Pat Newland was the uh, head coach there for, I believe, eight years. He's been there two different times over, I think, 13 years. Um, left it in really good shape. Um, but they just uh, – probably the kids weren't introduced to the type of stuff, that, how we're lifting, and they've really turned on to it. I mean, they're really excited. When we get there, there are they're sometimes already warming themselves up. I mean, you know, it's pretty awesome to see that. Yeah, it's interesting becoming the head coach after obviously somebody else. There's differences. There's things that they used to do one way, and then you want to do it your way. Uh, and it's not like it's good or bad. It's just it's different, right? And that's right. something that you have to just kind of find your way through, for lack of a lack of a better term. Right. I'll tell you something that was really unique. Um, we're big on, and, and again, everybody's got their own thing. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, some coaches despise rope ladder. We love it. Okay. We, honestly, it's a great warm up. It's a great muscle memory trainer. Okay. Um, are there places on the football field where you, you will use, Part, yes. Are there some things that you will never use on the football field? Yes. But it's a great way to get kids to do things they think they can't do. And your whole the whole reason I'm saying this was because these kids have never done a rope ladder. I mean, they're tripping over themselves. And I said, guys, if you just hang with us, 
within two or three times of doing this, you'll be burning this thing up. And like clockwork, I mean, I'm telling you, they went through it and they're like surprising themselves. Like, wow, look at what I can do now. And every time we introduce something, it was just a little harder, you know, a, a little more intricate. And now we're doing some routines that, you know, and you've seen the guys, you know, you've seen some of the pro guys, you're like, what, what are they doing? But we do that with them. You know, we, we try to make it some things as complicated as we possibly can and get them to use their brain a little bit and think it through. And then it, it's getting it, getting them to muscle memory is kind of where we're trying to take it, you know. Yeah, I think anything that makes players uncomfortable to, <clears throat> to a certain degree is a good thing. Because you're trying yeah. to see, you're trying to evaluate them and 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 see what can they do when they're uncomfortable, what oh, kind yeah. of person are they when they don't know what they're doing, they feel uncomfortable, I don't like this, how do they respond to that? Oh yeah, the response is always that's always been something that I would see. I, you know, you always try to get uh, a practice time tougher than what you think they would see in a game, you know, mm -hmm. and, and in the weight room, sometimes you, you can't get football specific enough, but you can get things that are going to just frustrate a player, you know, you maybe not that it's so tough, but you're trying to get them a little bit frustrated just to see how they're going to react to that. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, <laughs> something as simple as a rope ladder can do that. I mean, you know, it, it, you know, it's, you start them out simple and they get a little frustrated, but then they stick to it. And it's like a light bulb moment. You mm -hmm. get freshmen that are, you know, those, you know how freshmen are, man. They just, mm -hmm. uh, you know, my, my, one of my coaches always used to say, you just need to bury them and dig them up when they're sophomores, you know, because they're going to uh, kind of grow a little bit and then they're just going to sprout. And, but uh, they can't even tie their own shoes sometimes, but you get them in a rope ladder and, they realize that they can do some things and never what they could. So mm -hmm. something real simple like that is it, we, we really love it. You know, That's and awesome. they, they never had that, you know, it, it, and it, it's uh, the coaches did a great job with them football wise, but just stuff like that, you know, it's just something new, something different. And, you know, they're turned on to it. So, yeah, we're, I mean, things have been really well with training. We started in March. Uh, we had some, really nice gains. We weren't breaking records, but we had a lot of kids that had gained oh, 25 to 30 pounds average on their, their bench. And we were like, uh, I think it was 35 to 50 pounds on school. Mm -hmm. Deadlift always is the big gainer. You know, we got a lot of kids, you know, just blown mm -hmm. hundred plus pounds. Um, but when we started, you know, like some kids couldn't even lift a bar. Mm -hmm. We had freshmen that and i work all of our coaches work with these guys they're 88 pounds they're mm -hmm. 90 pounds and they're barely lifting a bar and they're they have to actually have 225 pound plates on now and they're actually repping listen that's why i'm in football i love seeing kids like that too mm -hmm. i love seeing the confidence level we didn't break any records but that's improvement you know if mm -hmm. i can get you know, I've got this one boy, uh, it's an amazing story. I mean, there was two of them. I got word that they were walking home after practice. And, you know, uh, from where I live, I live on, in West Virginia, of course, and the High River splits us. 
Eastern High School is only 11 miles from where I live, but it takes me 23 minutes to get there because I got to go down and cross the bridge and back up. So I take them home. I realize it's 10 miles. I said, oh my guys, gosh, you were walking this? And they said, yeah, we, we made, I said, well, how, how far did you get? And they said, well, we made it home all the way one time, but the other few times somebody saw us and they picked us up. So that one boy, he, he weighs like 88 pounds. And it, every time I take him home, he's just, oh, I just love being there. I just love being part of the football program. Mm. You know, that kid, is he going to make an impact on us? In, you know, the game is on the line and it's fourth and two and we've got to convert to win the game. I don't know. I don't think he will in that moment. But is he making a difference being part of our pro? Yes, he is. He's mm -hmm. he's there. He's he's going to it's going to help that kid. It's going to help our team. So um, it's amazing that those kids wanted to be a part of that that much that they walked 10 miles to get there. I mean, I just mm -hmm. I still, you know, we've all I in all these years. I know that there's been kids that uh, have walked home but I've never heard of a kid walking 10 miles. <laughs> so, you know, I, those are all awesome victories to see that kid improve, you know, so. Mm, that's awesome, Coach. Coach, you alluded to, uh, you know, you're running different schemes uh, than the other, the previous staff. So what are those? What do you do on offense? What's your what's your flavor there so, going forward? Yeah, so um, over the years as defensive coordinator, I always took notes on programs, that did certain things that were tough on us. Mm -hmm. um, one of the things that I saw was that a veer type offense with a, you know, there, there's a lot of talk between midline and there's a lot of talk between option. You know, mm -hmm. I, Remember Herbert Hoover when Coach Meyer was the coach. We had a really good team in 2014, and uh, they had a really good quarterback. I can't remember his name. They were running midline on us, and we could not stop it. And we mm -hmm. had really good linebackers. We had two really good tackles, and they were picking us apart. Any what happened was that kid ended up getting hurt. We ended up winning the game, and I always wrote notes down on that. So what we're going to do is a split back view, and mm. it's through split back. Um, our philosophy is a little different than reading it at the snap. You know, um, we're going to read the option uh, once the ball mm. is snapped. But we're going, there's a few keys that we're going to change for our quarterback and our ball carriers, and uh, mm. something that we're we have developed. Uh, as coaches, uh, but we're yet to get it in the hands of the players, which, you know, mm -hmm. uh, we're allowed to have like seven kids in the off season. Um, we start that in June, but we're allowed 10 days and uh, we can do them in July, but we're only going to use five. So we've got some days to, to work with that concept. Um, and it's, it's mm -hmm. exciting for me. Um, mm -hmm. I always have thought that the concept that really was interesting, and we've talked about this, is Coach Burnside at Doddridge. And I think mm -hmm. it's a concept you guys are going to 
probably you, you talk a lot about the straight T, right? Mm-hmm. Is that what you guys are going to use this year? Yeah, we're going full sail in. Yeah, we're actually starting our okay. T camp to teach it uh, tomorrow. Yeah. Right, yeah. very good. So this split back is a variation of the full T. And mm-hmm. I love the straight ahead. I love the concepts that Coach Burnside uses. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, <laughs> it's very simple. And if you get kids to hit it, the, the word that we're going to be using is, is the old, you got to hit it 100 miles an hour. You can't mm-hmm. be hesitant. It's you've got to hit this thing at 100 miles an hour. And, you know, uh, it's got some concepts in it of like triple option. It's got, you know, it's it's kind of a, a combined, hmm. you know, let's talk about that uh, midline. You know, um, I think sometimes people take midline and they they don't really, they don't, describe it correctly basically Mm. (laughs) i've heard guys talk about midline and they really don't say that they're you're optioning the tackle you know Mm. that's not they're they're saying midline you know why is it called veer you know i I asked i I, this winter i was like you know why why is it you're veering away you're going away Mm. from where the guy you're optioning you're veering away from him so Mm. you know that was something that was very interesting to me. And we studied that and realized, you know, when you're optioning the end, of course, you're veering away from him. If he comes down a quarterback, you let the ball go, you're going away from him. If he skates out, you veer away from him. You come up inside. Nobody had ever really explained to me about midline, you know, that Mm. zero. And then whatever that tackle does, you're just going to go away from him. So, you know, I, I can't wait to try to get that, and work with that with kids, you know, mm-hmm. it's something that's kind of always interested me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but not none of the offenses I was ever, you know, as being a defense coordinator, offense coordinator was a lot of spread. You know, we mm-hmm. did some we did some concepts out of uh, Power Eye mm-hmm. uh, that were similar to it, uh, but not not exactly the same. So it's kind of a new idea for him too. But he. He loves the challenge, you know. So we're pretty excited about it. Yeah, that's cool, man. Yeah, we we uh, we actually printed up shirts that say uh, has like a the letter T, and it says old school football. And uh, we've been we've been giving those to a couple of guys in the or in the community, and people eat them up because the T is uh, well, but can use the T for a long time. This is a different flavor. This is like the Irv Singler Michigan Power T stuff. So it's Very a little good. different, a little different, more, you know, down, down and kick, trap, power, QB, keep that, that kind of stuff. Right. Um, right. But shoot, so what do you, you're, you're a defensive mastermind. What are you doing defensively uh, there? So I, I, uh, I am going to call the defense. I, that's good. Originally was looking to have a coordinator and mm. the way everything worked out, um, I listened to, Coach Kelly, uh, who we started out coaching together in 96, mm. he and I were the freshman. Dick Sturm hired us together as the freshman coaches, 97. Mm-hmm. And as we climbed the coaching ladder, he became um, 
you know, offensive coordinator. Then I followed up was the offensive line coach, and then I became the defensive coordinator. So I think it was roughly like, and then he was the head coach for us, and I was still the defensive coordinator. But he called the offense. So to answer the question, you know, like you know, how we're we going to do defense. When I hired him, I told him, I said, and we've worked together all these years. And he said, you are coaching the defense, right? And I said, no. I said, I'm, you know, I think I'm going to try to get somebody to do it. He said, coach the defense. Mm. <laughs> so, you know, here's a guy who'd been with me all these years. And I took that as like, a, you know, it made me feel good. You know, mm -hmm. I was, here's a guy that I've always trusted and he trusts me. So I, I started looking at a different uh, then and decided, okay, you know, what do I want the most out of our defense? And you well, you know this, you know, I want our guys to play a great sound, solid, fundamental defense, but I don't want to wait for the breaks. I want to mm -hmm. make our breaks. And he told me something that, was, that really hit it home for me. He said, took you several years to develop that concept and to get our kids that we coached to believe in it. Um, you know, one of our, you know, quote unquote claims to fame, we were never negative in the turnover ratio, even when we were one and nine. And uh, he said it took you forever really to get our kids to believe in that. And when we did finally believe in it, we hung our hat on that. Like we were forcing mm -hmm. turnovers. The, that was our culture. He said, you know, you need to be the one to teach that. And uh, it made a lot of sense to me because I had, I had talked to a lot of coaches that they love the ideas, they love the concepts. They're like, yeah, that's what we want to do too, but when do we do it? When mm -hmm. do we teach it? I was like, well, you've got to teach it as you're working in and you know, your alignments and you got to teach it. It's got to be talked about every day. It can never mm -hmm. just be an afterthought. And Coach Kelly was like, how much more perfect can it be? You know, you're getting you're getting this program started on mm -hmm. what you want. Why would you not go ahead and be the defense coordinator? It made a lot of sense to me. So, you know, uh, we're going to. That's actually the first concepts that I'm going to I'm going to introduce to them, um, and we're going to talk about alignment immediately after that. You know, we're going mm -hmm. to talk about our five fundamentals of defense. And we're going to talk about how we're going to force turnovers and we're going to actually physically go through those drills. And then we're doing alignment against, you know, two by twos, three by ones and 21, you know, and 10, mm -hmm. whatever we see. Um, I know that some people think that that's a little backwards that you need to be all in on alignments first and you, but that shows the, the kids how important it is. Mm. Hey, we're going to make our breaks. You know, mm -hmm. we are going to make, we are going to force teams to do things they don't want to do. So um, we're going to be 43 cover two. Mm -hmm. uh, we've got personnel. I believe that we've got a great, uh, he'll be a sophomore uh, safety. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, five interceptions last year. I think he returned two for touchdowns as a freshman. Mm. Uh, that's something to really build on. Now he's grown a lot. <laughs> uh, he's 6'3 uh, now and he weighs about 180 pounds. So it really kind of falls into what we want to do when we get, um, a, you know, heavy sets. We've always been 
uh, a cover two team dropping down into a you know forty four cover three team and mm-hmm. we'll roll the cover over. That he fits that perfectly. He fits that strong safety type thing perfectly, and I mm-hmm. think that he could. So uh, we got another safety that's got a tremendous amount of ability. So to me, the that base. Uh, I always love 43 cover two. I love being able to match the field. I -hmm. love being able to be even, you know, you, no matter what they come out in, we can match up to it and have the numbers. Mm -hmm. However, whatever they come out, we, well, that's easy. We divide, we don't flip the field. I Mm -hmm. I don't send kids strong side, weak side. I, I've got my own feelings about that. I know a lot of coaches, Mm -hmm still designate, you know, strong and weak and, you know, wills and, you know, <laughs> your Sam's, I don't do that. And mm-hmm. why is that? Because they're all high school kids. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I don't have kids that, you know, if I've got five linebackers, basically all five linebackers are equals. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't have to teach them different things. If somebody goes down and gets hurt, they're, oh, I don't know, Will. I don't know, uh, Sam. Mm-hmm. Oh. But you know outside linebacker, right? Yeah, I do. You know the mm-hmm. five fundamentals of our defense? Yes, I do. Get out there and play football. I don't mm-hmm. care what they do. And I, I talked about that last weekend to the linebackers. Mm-hmm. I told them, I said, it doesn't matter what they come out in. If you do these five fundamentals and you mentally go through them, pre-snap, alignment, post-snap, <laughs> pursuit, and form tackle, it doesn't matter what they do. You mm-hmm. know, you, you're good in you know, it, it makes a lot of sense to kids. You know, mm-hmm. all they have to do is is uh, stance in a line. You communicate. Mm-hmm. Communicate that first, what down is it? What are the tendencies? Stance in alignment. At the snap, there's, you do a technique every single time. Don't get lazy. Do your technique. What that technique is going to do for you, it's going to allow your eyes to see what you need to see. Mm-hmm. That split second. Won't you read your key? You do uh, technique, pursuit, form tackle. I, you know, I, I, I think you could take a three-three. We, we were a three-three team some, some years, um, and that was all because of personnel. Mm-hmm. You know, but the same five fundamentals apply to that three-three, just same exact way they did to a forty-three cover two. And um, I, I, I like three-three, and mm-hmm. it could be possibly. You never know; it could be a change-up defense, but. We got two great big old tackles that um, I really believe in. They've been warriors in the weight room, and that to me is a big key. You know, mm-hmm. stopping up the middle, letting that Mike run the two cone sideline to sideline. I mean, I'm really kind of interested in finding out about um, our linebackers. Don't know a lot about them yet, but our, our tackles and our uh, our safeties, man. I really on film. I've seen a lot of film on the guys, and I really believe in them. So mm-hmm. yeah, we're going to do. We're going to be a forty-three team, and uh, and, and will we get into forty-four more? Looking at our opponents, I don't know. I because mm-hmm. you, the league that we're in, uh, the small schools, Division Seven, three hundred and fifty kids, three hundred kids. You know, we have 117 boys um, mm-hmm. in Eastern. And um, I'm not sure that we're going to see spread all week, all the time. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. I think one team 
uh, was in the wishbone last year. So, mm-hmm. you know, um, I'm sure we will drop down. I, I, I really want to stay away from 50 if I have to or an odd front, but you never know, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, might have to get in it every once in a while, cover up that nose and make make the center, you know, feel, mm-hmm. you know, that's the key sometimes, you know, disrupting the snap. So uh, we've, we've definitely got some blitzes to do that if we're in 40. So I'm, I'm pretty happy about it. That's awesome. Yeah. It, in high school, we just, we play with the hand we're dealt. So yeah. Yeah. yeah, what you have is what you have. And you try to make the best that you got. Cause you can't recruit anybody and bring them in. You're just playing with the guys in your hallway. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just, I don't know. I, I would rather, I think it's tired and worn out, but we've done it for years. The old statement, if they think too much, um, mm-hmm. they, they can't play fast. I love playing fast. Mm-hmm. Um, I love mixing it up. I love sending five and sending six. I mean, we've got a lot of our run blitzes where we send six a lot of times. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll do, we'll man up and we'll send six in the past. Does it, does it make kids think? Uh, I, yeah, it does, but it's simple. You know, mm-hmm. we put our calls uh, together. We, mm-hmm. we throw our calls in, and make our calls. Our front and our coverage is in one call. Mm-hmm. You don't have to call a front every single time. The call we make is actually got the front built into it. The kids, mm-hmm. they, we've got a, a basic playbook type thing, and we teach them here's how we're going to line up. On this call, that front may be, quote, unquote, under. It may be, quote, unquote, over. Mm-hmm. Uh, I learned from, you know, it's it's a funny thing about that. Uh, I was making that call and honestly, over the years, didn't really even give it much thought. Mm-hmm. And it's it's built in. And I, I, I think that that lets our kids get mm-hmm. it and play faster. Did mm. I ever explain it to them? Actually, I, I have to admit, I did not. <laughs> you mm. know, uh, and I stumbled into that. You know, sit looking at a board one time with another coach, and I said, "I'll tell you what, I, I really don't know if I'm even teaching that. It's just built into the call." Mm-hmm. Uh, once we, you know, explained it, I was like, you know, I've I've got that call already built in in there. So I like, the, I just, I, you know, when we get mm. those no huddle teams. And I give them one call, whether it's a blitz or whether it's a base call, they know this is where I line up. Mm-hmm. This is the, this is my gap. This is my main. Mm-hmm. Um, and and that's I think that lets us play faster. I do, and and I know that's kind of a a worn out type, you know, coaching. Mm-hmm. Oh, we want to play fast. We want to play fast. And you know, what are you doing to help kids play fast? You know, mm-hmm. that, that's. That's I I love that you know I love being able mm-hmm. to get downhill, and 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 do some things that actually make the other team that's on offense change what they want to do. It can mm-hmm. work. We did it for years. You know, it's a mm-hmm. I think I wrote this out. It's an oxymoronic concept. You know, you mm-hmm. uh, you do some things that uh, forces the other team to do things they don't want to do, and it's it works i mean it's proofs in mm. the you know the numbers you know, numbers don't lie so <laughs> mm. that's good coach coach i would love for you to talk about just being patient and persevering because you've 
been on the journey to be a head coach for a minute and you have persevered and talk a little bit about your mindset with that because you could have easily given up and now you're you're here and you can you can do it um i learned goal setting when i was a junior in high school mm-hmm. our coaches talked about it a little bit mm-hmm. um, i've actually got a goal sheet that i still have today you can barely read it it's creased it's folded it's faded um, it was uh, October, I believe it was 17th, 1988. Mm. I was sitting in our library at Ravenswood High School in a study hall, and I'd read an article on goals. So I wrote down my goals. Um, won't go into all of them, but one of them said, be a head coach. Mm. Okay? Specifically, you know, I'm not going to go into all that, but I, am, got to, I got to Fairmont State and Rusty Elliott, really drove home goal setting with us there Mm. and uh, i've always set goals i've always tried to set some goals that were goals that i knew i could get to keep me motivated that's what Mm. coach elliott always taught us you set your goals too high you know all of them you're going to get frustrated and then it's going to kind of just deflate your you know Mm -hmm. your ambition and so he was always like, hey, man, put your one goal out there that you know you're just going to take you a lot to get. And then set some medium goals. You know, you're going to have to work. If he set some goals, hey, man, I can knock that out. Mm-hmm. Um, he was always like, you know, don't set too many goals. You know, if you mm-hmm. get too many, then you're going to muddy up the water and then you never have a focus. Mm-hmm. So um, how I was patient was goal setting. Mm-hmm. I, uh, like I said, I still have that one goal sheet, but I also set goals like for our team mm-hmm. and then set goals for me as a coach, as an educator. I always wanted to do certain things in my classroom. I always want to do certain things in our football classroom. You know, football mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, um, coaching for 27 years, actually, you know, two of those years I was out of coaching there was something missing out of my life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, it was, it was very tough on me not to coach. It was, uh, my wife could tell you, she'd be like, you know, I've got to get you back into coaching. <laughs> mm-hmm. We've got to work somewhere to get you into coaching. And, um, there were some other opportunities for me to coach and it just, you know, things just didn't work out. And, mm-hmm. and when I finally got this job, it made me feel at home. You mm. know, they, the superintendent, outstanding. Uh, our our principal, Mr. Bush, outstanding. I mean, they have really made me feel like um, part of the school, even though I don't teach there. Um, I knew some of the teachers. You know, they've been accepting. Uh, some community members I do know. They've been very accepting. And all I can say is if somebody's out there working to try to get that job just keep pushing just keep mm-hmm. that goal sheet somewhere where you can read it every day um if you're not making it don't scratch the your your main goal off and forget about it just mm. make that plan you know i was always you know big on this with kids and it was myself too is um the old this quote uh how to go a Goals without a set of plans is just a dream, you know. Mm. 
I, I really had a plan, you know, I would say, I want to do this, this, and this, this is my plan to get this, you know, as a defense, I always go back to this. If we want to, we were big on tackles for loss for a few years. And if we want to get uh, average, like say five tackles loss a game, what do we got to do to get there? We got to do this, this, and this in practice, mm-hmm. get this goal, you know, for the average. And, and that's the way I was with being a head coach. Like what do all the, you hear this a lot, uh, do all the little things, mm-hmm. learn from people. Like I had the greatest mentor in Dick Sturm, like 50 plus years as a head coach. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, my head coach when I was in high school was Fred Taylor, won a couple st- or a couple state championships, um, you know, won over 200 games, 200, I think 217 games. Go and talk to, to him. You know, mm-hmm. and take notes and just maybe you don't talk football sometimes. Yeah, that's, mm. that's my favorite thing is those guys that have been around for a long time. Just and it's great to listen to your podcast because that's what you're doing sometimes. You know, you, you talk to coaches and I don't know, mm-hmm. but it just keeps you motivated. I will mm-hmm. say that. You know, I mean, I, I, I've got to give you the plug, man. As I was out of coaching, some of the things that I would listen to your guys that came on made me want to stay the course mm. and keep fighting and, and it, it would work out, you know? So, mm. you know, that's, uh, find something to hang on to. You know, mm. that's, that's a long answer to that, but I, I you know, that's I good. What, that's what a guy needs to do. You know, stay the well, course. You're a very thoughtful coach. And that's why I appreciate you coming on. Cause you, you think through your answers and you give really detailed and good, good answers when you were talking about goals i was thinking about i just read lou holtz's book and that was one of his big things he had like a he has a i don't know if he still has it we had a list of 117 goals that he wanted to accomplish and i thought to myself oh my gosh that's i don't i couldn't write a list that long there's no way yeah it's awesome there's a uh there was something i read when i was probably 20 and of all things it was in uh i think it was chicken i think it was called chicken soup for the soul yeah yeah those are good books yeah there was a guy who had 200 and some life goals and it went from clear from being an astronaut to climbing you know uh mount everest mm-hmm. and i forget what that guy's name was um this guy checked a check it was called a check mark on the list mm-hmm. and was really inspiring it was so inspiring like you know he, he wanted to be a pilot he wanted to uh be a race car driver he wanted to ride you know like i think he listed off all the animals that he wanted to ride like elephants and horses and mm-hmm. race you know i mean it was amazing all the check marks that this guy had accomplished and uh you know it it's you've got to have something uh, I tell that to kids all the time. You gotta have something to work towards, and mm-hmm. not just in football. But man, the, I, I'll be honest with you. We we had uh, a lot of kids that we worked and worked and worked with grades the last mm-hmm. six, and uh, we had some success stories, and then we had some kids that just uh, didn't quite make it. And I kept telling them, I said, "You coming into weightlifting? We've got these goals." You have to make your break it down and say you got this one class and my goal is to get this grade in that class. Work on that and get it. 
then go to your next one. Quit worrying mm -hmm. about all those grades and just work one at a time. And that's our theme this year is uh, win the play. You know, mm -hmm. I'm a saving guy. I've studied him and listened to him and watched him. And I broke everything he did. What he has said down, our goal is to gain three and a half to five yards on every play. That's our main goal. We're not worried about winning the game. We are not worried about getting first downs. We are not worried about getting touchdowns. That we are not. Get it out of your mind. Mm. Forget the games are there. Forget that goal line is there. Forget that the scoreboard is there. All you have to do is get three and a half to five yards, win the play with that goal every time. Now, what mm. does that do for you? Then I tell them, well, if you get three and a half to five yards on every play, the first downs are going to happen. Mm -hmm. If you get first downs, then you're going to move down the field. You get three and a half to five yards, you're going to score touchdowns. Mm. That split T, that veer type mm -hmm. thought concept, simple, that plays right into what we want to do when win the play. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I, I really believe in that. And that's been our – that's been our tagline. You know, that's on our shirts. That's on everything we do, everything we say. Mm. Kids are starting to believe in it. It was tough. They're kind of looking at me like, we don't want to win the game. No, <laughs> we do want to win the game, but we're not worried. We're not focused mm. on that. All we're mm. worried about is right in front. Let's break it down. So I, I tied that to the, their classes. Mm. Yes, they're worried about getting eligible. But you only got to worry about one class. Get this thing done right here. Oh, you're great. I had one great success story. Kid had, needed three grades. He, he told me, he said, Coach, I don't think I can get all three. Yes, you can. Do one at a time. And I talked to the teachers, told them here's what I told them. Mm -hmm. The math teacher said, great idea. I'll help him with this. We got his math grade cut. His English mm -hmm. teacher did the deal. She wasn't putting any pressure on him and said, you get your math grade up, then we're going to work on your English. Mm. And it's social studies teachers, same thing. So over about a, I was like three and a half to four weeks, all of his grades came up. Mm. He's eligible. So, you know, I, I, I don't know. I mean, it's, I guess it's no earth shattering, you know, concept or idea, but the kids are starting to see process thinking, you know, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. starting to understand don't worry about the winning the game. Just worry mm. about part of it. And, and we related it to school. Mm. So mm. I, th I think everything's going, it's, it's going the right direction. You know, we'll see here in a, August 19th. You know, I, I said that to the kids the other day. I said, we, we actually have, um, they add an extra week of playoffs. Mm -hmm. So our, our season starts a week ahead of West Virginia. And, oh, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, we open up on the 19th, and I think I told you that today on our uniform situation. Yeah, jeez. Back to the 17th, and I'm sweating now. So yeah, uh, that's a good time, man. The the shortage of different things in the supply chain is affecting everybody. We still are looking for. I mean, we have helmets ordered, and they're 40 days out or whatever. You know, oh. like gee whiz. You know, that is uh, when you were talking, uh, what was the coach's name uh, that coached it? Became, uh, you were Dave, to Dave Chips. Yeah, Coach Chips. Chips. Yeah, he was talking, uh, you know, you can get by with mismatched uniforms, <laughs> mm -hmm. but you can't really get by without a helmet, right? So no, that, no. Scary. that is scary. So 
that's with us. I mean, we were blessed to get all new home, all new away uniforms. Was told our delivery date was the 17th of July, and that got pushed back now to August 17th. Mm. And we play on the 19th, so we're kind of like, oh man, hate to, you know, new program, new coach. We want to come out in new uniforms, but their uniforms they have, we, we can go out and play and sure. you know, still do a great job. But, you know, it's just one of those things you're just like, oh, I wish that that stuff was here and ready and you know, we could roll with it. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Coach, man, thank you for coming on and doing this with me. I always enjoy talking to you and just picking your brain and getting your wisdom. I enjoy coming on and talking uh, probably a little too much. Uh, we joke and joke and joke all those uh, months afterwards. Uh, I think it was over an hour. But I definitely appreciate uh, you, what you do with the podcast. It's very interesting. I will, you know, in the summertime, I'm, I'm a jack of all trades at farm and mm-hmm. kind of business and stuff. And I'll put my headphones on and I will listen. And I just love uh, listening to coaches talk. Um, mm-hmm. it, you know, your mind's eye, you can see what, what they're saying. And I love that. So hopefully, you know, I say something that kind of like inspire someone. And hopefully, I, Maybe if I said something that's like, eh, that's not what I believe in, you know, that's great too. Mm. You know? Everybody's mm. got their own thing and we all want to work uh, to, to get kids in the right direction. And it's a great thing what you've got going on. Oh, well, thank you, coach. I appreciate it. And you're first class all the way, my friend. Thank you.